Welcome to the PKN Podcast, where we give you the wrap on all things packaging. Welcome to the PKN Packaging News Podcast. My name's Grant McCarran, and as ever, I'm joined by Lindy Hewson, Managing Editor and Publisher of PKN Packaging News, and the host of this show. Lindy, it's been a little while since our last recording. How have you been? Oh, Grant, it's, I've been busy, as ever, because the <laughs> packaging industry never stops. It's great to be back, and this episode, this recording, will mark the start of the next season. We did have a break because we had lots and lots of podcasts recorded at OzPack, and we were doing many other things in between. But in the meantime, as I said, the packaging industry hasn't been standing still. We've got lots of co- good conversations to be had, and the one we're having today is around positive climate action and how that links to packaging. And we've got two people joining us today who are qualified to speak on the topic. The first is Carol Lawrence. She is the sustainability consultant to UPM Rafflatac. And we have Nicholas Rogers. He's the packaging technologist sustainability at Ego Pharmaceuticals. Welcome, Carol and Nick. Hi, Lindy. How are you? I'm very well and so good to have you here. How are you, Nick? Yes, very good. Thank you, uh, Lindy. Okay, so first of all, I have to congratulate both of you because since I last, um, since our last podcast, we've had the PETA Awards that were announced. That's oh, those are the Packaging Innovation and Design Awards for the Australasia region, and um, both of our individuals here were represented in the awards. And Carol was recognized as the Industry Packaging Professional of the Year for 2022. Carol, that's quite an achievement. And Ego's Peter got um, not one, not two, but three Peter Awards uh, in the sustainability category and across some other categories as well. So congratulations, Nick, to your team. That was for the Etch and Ethos product, um, the packaging of that product. And we will talk at length about that just now. So yes, a big round of silent applause here from us, but it it has been a great year for both of you. So uh, congratulations on that. But let's not uh, dilly-dally. We need to get on with our conversation today. And what we're talking about, Grant, as I mentioned, is climate, climate change. Um, And we're going to be exploring how packaging companies and responsible companies that are in manufacturing are taking action to mitigate climate change. So we have seen more and more extreme weather events. We we have seen bushfires, floods, storms, droughts, heat waves. Australia has really been impacted in the past few years. There's no denying that climate change threatens every ecosystem. It's shaping our landscapes. It's affecting the, the species that are living on the landscapes, our lands, our seas. Um, and driven by emissions of greenhouse gases, climate is going to continue to be a major pressure on the Australian environment and our communities. Now, it's an aus- auspicious week for us to be having this conversation because the climate bill has just passed in Parliament this week. And for the first time, we have legislated an emissions reduction target. Um, and that is now enshrined in law. So we are as Australia is going to be aiming for a reduction of 43% um, compared to 2005 levels by 2030 and to achieve net zero emissions by 2050. Now, um, I was recently at an event earlier this month where Minister for Climate Change and Energy Chris Bowen was talking, and he pointed out that that's a very short time away. It's 89 months away, a very short time to turn around a big ship, as he said. How confident are you about this ambition, Carol? 
So, Lindy, um, climate change is one of the biggest challenges of our time, in fact, if not the biggest. Um, so, I believe it's crucial to take immediate and decisive positive climate actions to mitigate climate change while we actually can. Um, so, as responsible individuals, I think really it's now the time to ask ourselves, you know, is sustainability truly one of your major factors in your purchasing decisions and your daily life? Um, and also from a company perspective, the companies that we work for, the companies that we buy from, I believe it's essential that they have climate and social responsibility driving their development goals. Now, you are a consultant to a company that I'm sure you consider one such responsible company, that's UPM Rafflatech. Can you tell me a little bit about their climate practice? Yeah, so UPM Rafflatech continues its efforts to lead the label industry into what we call a net zero carbon emission future. Uh, UPM is among the first of the forest industry companies who are committed to the United Nations business ambition to limit global temperature rise to 1.5 degrees centigrade. Mm -hmm. um, but also UPM have joined the Climate Pledge, which commits the company to achieve net zero annual carbon emissions by 2040. So that's a whole decade ahead of the Paris Agreement goal of 2050. So from a, a UPM RAF attack perspective, um, we've raised the climate ambition to accelerate our journey towards being the world's first label company beyond fossils. So in practice, what this means is that we are increasing the use of certified fibres and traceability of our bio-based materials. Uh, we're fostering the reduction of greenhouse gas emissions and we're developing unique products and services that help the brand owners take positive climate action and, in fact, allow brand owners to go beyond their climate goals. Okay. So now, Nicholas, you're one of those brand owners, or you're representing one of those brand owners in Ego Pharmaceuticals. Ego itself has got stated sustainability and climate agendas. Uh, have you considered what Carol said then, and do you, do you agree with um, what she says about the urgency of it all? Yeah, absolutely. Um Climate changes is one of those. It's one of the biggest challenges that uh, manufacturers have to, to chase uh, and challenge themselves to to become more sustainable. We at Ego have to deal with uh, not only being a, a sustainable company, but also a, a therapeutic company as well. And, and the the mixture of those can be a little bit hard to, to deal with. But we we definitely it is very high on our agenda to to be as sustainable as possible. So, Nicholas, you talk about the manufacturer's challenge. You are also serving consumers and consumers, as you well know, as a brand owner, are a lot more savvy about sustainability and green claims than they used to be. Would you like to comment on that? Yeah, green uh, yeah, being uh, consumers definitely are a lot more savvy about uh, what's uh, sustainable and what uh, is uh, an acceptable green claim than what they used to be. Uh, and this is why I like the uh, Australian Packaging Covenants ARL program. Uh, it makes it easy for customers to tell what can be recycled and what can't while being completely independent of the brand itself. So the ARL, for those who may not know what ARL stands for, that's the Australasian Recycling Label. And on that label, you're able to tell people exactly what to do and how to dispose of that packaging. Now, you've also been a company that has looked very closely, not only at the packaging side, but also at the, the science of what, what it is that you're doing. Yeah, Eco is a company which has always prided itself on their quality and we've always looked to science to guide our decisions or ingredients or, or packaging to use for our products. 
ECO's climate goals are to ensure that we use our resources economically and manufacture efficiently, reduce our waste, and work together to manage our number one resource, the people that work at ECO. And so like UPM Rafletak, ECO has um, become a participant of the UN Global Compact for Business, which as well as being a, a member of the Australian Packaging Covenant. And we've also become a founding member of the Australian New Zealand Pacific Island Plastics Pact, which is the local version of the Ellen MacArthur Foundation. And as a member of these organisations, we believe that uh, they will help us understand what is the best course of action we can take with our packaging and have helped us with prioritising the goals where we can implement a change now. Okay, so... Um, we've got two companies here. We've got UPM, we've got Ego, and both of them have made some commitments that are pledges, some promises. And that's great on a theoretical, from a top line perspective. But let's look at some concrete examples of how, how you're turning these climate ambitions into reality. So, Carol, I want to start with you. Can you talk to me about what uh, UPM is, is doing on, in a concrete way? Yes, Lindy. So UPM Rafatak's climate ambition is based on three pillars, forests, emissions and products. So from a responsible sourcing and sustainable operations perspective, all the way through to innovative products and services, we apply the principles of reduce, recycle, renew and reuse. And so our ambition is about designing better solutions for the packaging industry through the smart use of materials that enhance recyclability and reuse. And so in practice, this includes products like Forest Film, Carbon Neutral Certified Rafnex Plast, uh, the Ocean Action Label, together with Raf Cycle and Label Life. Um, these are examples of products and services that we have already launched, and these help our customers reduce their packaging footprint. Okay, so I was quite interested. I'm going to pick on one of those products, if I may, Carol, the Ocean Action Label, because we've just uh, written about that in, in PKN, because that's the mo one of the most recent launches. Explain to me how that Ocean Action lifecycle works so that it's a fully circular loop. So it's really important to um, take action from re as regard to the oceans, as you've said. So the Ocean Action Label is made up of polymer, which is captured upstream. So we're basically trying to prevent plastic from entering the ocean in the first place, capturing it um, and manufacturing it to a level that it's a suitable quality to become a label product. So it really is, you know, a truly circular uh, solution for packaging that otherwise would end up in the ocean. Well, I hope that that particular project really begins to scale because I think that could make a, a wonderful difference, especially to the countries where that plastic is in fact being collected and being prevented from going into the ocean. Now, the forest film, that's an interesting product because that's the one that you collaborated with Ego Pharmaceuticals, Carol. So tell me a bit about that. That's right. So this um, recent collaboration with Ego Pharmaceuticals was with forest film. Um, forest Film is a fossil-free label stock and it enables a brand owner like Ego um, to make these positive uh, climate benefits and, and these benefits now flowing through the value chain. Um, so to this end, we greatly appreciate the support of um, Carolyn Burgess at CCL. She recognised the importance of a fossil-free label solution from the outset and presented it as a novel, novel labelling option to Ego. So 
Nick, from your side as the packaging technologist making these decisions about what to use and what not to use, why was the Forest Film Solution an attractive option for Ego when you were developing the Etch and Ethos range? Well, uh, the new Etch and Ethos brand was developed at Ego from directions from our leadership. Uh, our owners both wanted a, a new product to put on the market that would use naturally derived ingredients, and they wanted to launch that new brand as soon as possible. While our R&D team was working on the introduction of those naturally occurring ingredients in the manufacturing, our packaging projects team was tasked with the development of creating a matching sustainable packaging option. And so we were able to introduce RHDP recycled content into our packaging for the very first time and promote the reusability of packaging. It was through our initial development work at this brand that we were looking at what was on the market for a sustainable label option for uh, for a brand new um, one-litre bike pack. And we were initially looking at a label that actually used recycled film uh, for that label stock. But when we saw that we could get the same functional performance from the forest film PE as we would from conventionally produced PE, we decided that it would be better to reduce the risk of label failures on the line by adopting the forest film stock for the brand rather than risking potential delays to our launch timetable. Bringing in a label stock that wouldn't need extensive testing on the line ensured that we wouldn't see any issues with application in the short time frame that we had. And from a sustainability perspective, a label that was made from non-fossil fuel PE was just as good as using recycled content. And the fact that it is ISCC certified and that it is a third party certified, that which is a third party certification meant that the material was a real winner from a sustainability and marketing perspective. Okay, so that would have struck a chord with your packaging projects team, which is all focused on on very much on sustainability, as we should hope most packaging projects teams around the country are now. Now, at the start of our discussion, Carol and Nick, we focused on the science behind the targets that you're aiming for. So how does Forest Film fit into this, Carol? So using the UPM Refatec Label Life, which is a life cycle assessment tool, we can calculate the energy demand needed for the production of this renewable forest film. And according to a cradle-to-gate calculation, comparing forest film to a standard polyethylene film, the total carbon dioxide equivalent savings, uh, which includes biogenic carbon, gives a reduction of 48%. So it's quite significant. And Carol, how long has Forest Film been on the market? Forest Film is a relatively new product. It has been, uh, this is the first use of Forest Film commercially within Australia, but it has been used around the world for a number of projects. But it's it's very novel in terms of the products that we have in our range, and it certainly sets up the direction for where we're heading to a, a fossil-free future. And Nick, do you think that um, the label had anything to do with you being able to win the PETA award? Well, from uh, Ego's perspective, uh, the use of the Forest Film label fitted really well into the message we were trying to communicate with this brand and that the label was as natural as the ingredients that we sourced for the products. And so we were just really happy to achieve a number of awards for the packaging that we developed at this year's PETA Awards, and especially the Gold Award for the use of recycled content under the sustainability category. Well, it certainly seems to me that the more companies that go out there and try and use such innovative sustainable solutions and services, I mean, they're on the market, companies like UPM are presenting them to you, the more we can serve the needs to try to mitigate climate change and boost circular economy um, of, of our packaging world. Now, 
the other thing that's important about all of this is that collaboration has to come to the fore because climate action, positive, sustainable packaging action, nothing, none of these projects as we've seen across our market happen in isolation. We are seeing more and more partners along the value chain working together and more and more organizations providing support to verify climate impacts. What would you say about the effect of partnership and collaboration on positive climate actions, Carol? Uh, so I think you've hit the nail on the head there, uh, Lindy. Partnerships are key in terms of meaningful and successful climate initiatives. Um, UPM, we want to take an active role in driving the change and to collaborate with scientific and other partners to reach our highest possible positive climate impact. UPM Rafatak, we work together with climate impact partners, Sfera, the Carbon Trust, to verify our climate impacts. And we have also committed to the Ellen MacArthur Global Plastic Pact that aims to transform plastic into a true circular economy. So ultimately, we are part of the solution to the climate crisis, but only working together with our partners can we take these positive action steps and genuinely work towards creating a smarter future beyond fossils. And Nick, as a brand owner, how important is that collaboration piece with the supplier? Well, without the participation of every company in the supply chain driving change, the efforts we make to bring more sustainable solutions to the marketplace will not have the impact I think is urgent. Uh, so the time for cooperation and collaboration in future development within the packaging industry has to occur and every little bit of improvement provides knowledge of what can be done. So it is time to be brave and take that first step on a journey to a better tomorrow, which happens to be the tagline for our Etch and Ethos product. Well, I'm sure that the Etch and Ethos product has been well received in the market, Nick. Can you confirm that consumers have had a positive experience of it? Yes, I can confirm, um, Lindy, that uh, our initial startup has been very well positively received and we uh, hope that it will continue in uh, this upward directory. Okay, well, I look forward to seeing what happens to the Etch and Ethos brand. Certainly also, if you do decide to enter that into the world stars, um, I wish you luck with all of that. Um, overall, on our discussion, thanks, Carol, for joining us as well, for sharing what UPM Rafflatac is doing. It's no surprise to me that Etch and Ethos won the Peter Gold Award, but it's also no surprise to me that you did, in your own right, win the Packaging Professional of the Year Award because you have been consistently beating the sustainability <laughs> drum um, in, a, in a very um, ethical and full of integrity, the, the approach that you take. So I really do admire that. And I think you're an asset to the UPM Raft Attack team in your endeavors. So thank you both of you for joining us today. Climate action, we really need. We need it fast. We need companies like yourselves to continue to drive forward the change. Thank you very much as well, Wendy. Thank you, Carol, for, uh, for the work that you've done uh, to, to help us uh, achieve a more sustainable future. Well, thanks to all of you for a really interesting discussion. And of course, thanks to our audience for joining us today. Don't forget, if you enjoyed what you've heard, you can tell a colleague about us so they too can benefit from the show. We'll be back in the not too distant future with another informative discussion. But until then, have a great day. The PKN Podcast is produced by Southern Skies Media on behalf of PKN Packaging News, owned and published by Yaffa Media. The views of the people featured on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of PKN Packaging News, Yaffa Media, or the guest's employer. The contents are copyright by Yaffa Media. 
If you wish to use any of this podcast audio, please contact us via the website or send an email to editor at packagingnews.com.au. You can subscribe to this podcast via your preferred platform and read all the latest news on Australia's packaging industry at packagingnews.com.au. You've been listening to a Yappa Media Podcast. Southern Skies Media.